Good morning. First things first. Oh boy, do we miss you. As of today, 26 weeks. That's how long it's been. March 8th was the last time we sat side by side in silence together and in response to the gospel as a community of faith. That's a period of time that none of us could have imagined when so many weeks ago we lamented the fact that we couldn't gather together for Easter services. Eight weeks earlier, we had learned that the coronavirus pandemic was going global. But none of us knew that a couple of months later on May 25th, we would watch in horror yet another pandemic. This one more local and with roots that reach to the very foundation of our nation. This other pandemic came to North America after having been grafted from a powerful cultural paradigm that existed at the fall of the Roman Empire. This other pandemic finds its roots in a class system that today we know as capitalism and from a gender system that was born out of patriarchy. We call it white supremacy. The virus, let's call it cultural imperialism, was imported to the colonies and instituted as a means to divide and conquer economically oppressed persons of all colors. Over time and for advantage, the virus was racialized. The racialization rationalized the oppression of African peoples, not just by the elite, but by poor white people as well people who were carefully and calculatingly manipulated into believing that they were white first and poor second, that people of color were threats to their safety and their financial well-being. This, of course, being long before there were such things as suburbs, safe in the suburbs. White supremacy exists today as a particularly unique American product that we witness over and over and over again. The assault on Jacob Blake and the deaths of Daniel Prude, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Atlanta Jefferson, Stephon Clark, Botham Jean, Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, Freddie Gray, Eric Garner, and Tamir Rice testify. Testify to the whole this virus has on our culture. And someone says, with just a little more violence and a little more law and order, we can keep it that way. Or we can believe that there's the possibility of a better way. A better way would be the realization of a new cultural paradigm. This paradigm, this better way, also has roots that go back to the fall of the Roman Empire. We might call it Christianity, or we might call it something different, something with less baggage, all things and all Christian history considered. We might call this new way love supremacy, or perhaps what Michael Curry, the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, calls it, the way of love. The way of love is a way of life that is marked by turning toward God, or as we say at St. Albans, turning toward what really matters, turning as the presiding bishop says, like a flower toward the sun. 
The way of love is marked by learning, learning that law and order are summed up in the five words we heard in today's reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. Five words you know and five words which constitute the most consistent message in all of Holy Scripture. Love your neighbor as yourself. The way of love is marked by praying, praying for those we love and praying for our enemies, the enemies of love. The way of love is marked by worship, by taking time to express reverence for all that we have been given, for the gift of life, for the wonder of creation, for the beauty of the world, for minds to think and hearts to love. The way of love is marked by blessing, blessing because we have been blessed and waking and beginning every day with one question, how can I be a blessing in this way, in this day, in this moment? Finally, the way of love is marked by going, by going into the world, hoping to touch someone else's life, forgiving the way Jesus forgave, giving the way Jesus gave, to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. I hope the way of love sounds like a reasonable alternative to you, and we might end there, but let's not. For those of us hearing this as white people, if you are with me so far, if you are hearing a history that rings true to you, even faintly, you might be at the stage that blogger Ted Hardgrave calls acceptance, coming to acceptance of our racist history as white people in North America means that we see and understand our nation's, our, our racism's history and what it means about us as white people, and also that we stop making the issue about us by hating ourselves, our ancestors, or hating anybody for that matter. Understanding the history gives us the capacity to see that what our place in that story might be. Acceptance means that we can finally be useful in doing something about it because we finally understand what it is. And doing something useful would be, as Tim Wise wrote in 2006, to pathologize whiteness and institutional white supremacy. To make white culture the dominant cultural form on the planet today, the problem, not the enemy, not only of folks of color, but of white people too to demonstrate that white supremacy, white supremacy is not only homicidal to the black and brown, but suicidal to those of us who are members of the club that created it. On the bright side, as Wise puts it, we can always take heart in the realization that former white empires, empires imbued with every bit as much of a messianic and self-assured mentality of supremacy as ours ultimately crumbled on the far less bright side, we must recall that the end of those empires came with a lot of blood, whether spilled by King Leopold, Hitler, Stalin, or the South African Boers. We must do all in our power to make clear the dangers of white supremacy to ourselves and to others, attacking it from within, and not because we hate America, but because we love ourselves, our children, and the children of the world more, writes Tim Wise. 
and because we are tired of someone telling us to be afraid. As people of the way, as love supremacists, we might add that we will do all in our power to end racism in America because every person of every color is a child of God, a blessing to us and a blessing in God's world. As Paul wrote to the Romans, you know what time it is. How now is the moment for us to wake from sleep. It is time, brothers and sisters, as Christians, as people of the way of love, as white Americans, as love supremacists, and perhaps most importantly as human beings, to be white awake to come to terms with our past and forge the radical path of equality and justice for all of God's children, to forge the way of Jesus' love in our land. I offer this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.